I'm Mitchell Vandenberg. And I'm David Scarlatescu. And welcome to Back to the Scene. A home for movie lovers that want to stay up to date on all things entertainment. Whether you're a super fan or a casual fan, we got you covered. We talk about a wide range of topics, including film, TV shows, and all things relevant to movie pop culture. So sit back, grab some popcorn, because we're about to get back to the scene. Welcome back to another episode of Back to the Scene, everyone. David, what are we talking about today? My birthday. It's David's birthday. (laughs) We are filming on David's birthday because he wanted to do this. It was his idea. Yeah, it was my idea. <laughs> we got to do the content every week, so got to stick to the stick to the commitment. Mm-hmm. So, what are the topics today? First, we're going to talk about what happened this week with uh, Stephen Amell is returning as Arrow in the last episode of The Flash. I've not seen Arrow or Flash, so you can't really speak to any of this. No, I can't. But okay. I'll listen to you speak on it. So, the one thing that I loved about Flash and Arrow is. The two of them teaming up whenever they're on screen together, it was always like even the worst out of all of them is always like the top highlight of the season. Like these two actors have such great chemistry together and they're just a joy to watch on screen. That's it. You should really watch the Arrowverse crossover episodes. Just those. Just the ones that just so the ones are that they in over. the Arrow series or are they in the Flash? They're series? in both. So what they do is mid they do like a mid season break. And right before that, there is, I think it's usually episode eight. You have to watch a flash and then episode eight of that season of Arrow. And they kind of cross over with each other. Cool. And yeah, then I've, I've heard the good more, things. I've heard good things about the flash. And then more, they have like other superhero shows. I think uh, Legends of Tomorrow is involved in the third crossover that they do. And then Supergirl eventually. But I kid you not, I think Crisis on Earth X is like better than Justice League, to be honest with you. Interesting. Is is um is the Flash TV show character going to be in the Flash movie? I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. I don't, did, did you recall a couple of years back when they did the Crisis on Infinite Earths special that they had Ezra Miller come in and interact with Grant Gustin on the crossover special? Yeah, so I, I heard about that. I didn't actually. That was a fun scene. I was watching the that series. That was a fun but, scene. In other news. In other news. Michael Giacchino, who you're really familiar with is directing a remake of them, which you're a huge fan of, David. <laughs> I just literally just found out about this movie. Moments ago. It's a, it's a 1954 black and white horror sci-fi where it's like giant ants. It is one of those, I guess, iconic movie monsters back in the day. I could see that. Like, they built giant ants. Like, it's not something you normally see. Like, they have Godzilla in Japan, but this is like North American mm-hmm. monster movie. It is caused by radiation from bomb testing of course it is but (laughs) everything goes back to the atom bomb but what's really really exciting about is michael giacchino is directing it and have you seen werewolf by night yet nope that was his first directorial job because michael giacchino he is world famous composer for the batman all the spider-man movies like the mcu spider-man films the incredibles so on and so forth He's done so many, involved in so many great films, but he direct Marvel gave him a chance to direct Werewolf by Night, and man, does he knock it out of the park. It is excellent. And it's just really exciting to see him direct an actual feature-length film. So it's, it's going to be a full remake, you think, of the original? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, Giant Ants. Yes. Well, I mean... <laughs> 
<laughs> oh no, that's the spiders. Well, I guess yeah. ants too. Yeah, they got a little pincers. <laughs> so there's also two trailers that came out this week that you're both really excited for. Yeah, this is a real David centric episode. Yeah, the uh, horror movies, man. Like they just really don't do it for me. Yeah, they really, really don't do it for me. So I actually did watch Book of the Evil Dead too. I had a coworker when I worked at a grocery store. I'm surprised that you watched that. Well, he gave it to me and he said it was like funny horror. It so is. I mean, I watched it. It was awful. You don't like Sam Raimi's directorial effort? Sam Raimi did Book of the Evil Dead too. He did the first two original Evil Deads. Really? Oh, okay. it's, it's his like baby. I didn't realize that's they're like, pretty old, aren't they? Yeah, the last one kind of, that's him and Bruce Campbell and a bunch of other friends. Bruce Campbell, that's okay. Yeah, that's that's the, that's the film that they basically made on like shoestring shoe, shoe, shoe micro budget. Those their first actual you can, you can tell because of some of the effects and the and but also the fact that he's basically it's a movie about him by himself in the woods more or less like yeah he's there's not a lot of other characters in it so um you can't really be sober watching that movie to be honest to enjoy it <laughs> um, it was just like to see this trailer of what is this one called evil dead rises evil dead rise evil dead rise uh, it definitely shows what you can do with a larger budget and um, more effects. As you know, horror movies are just not my thing. And this looks exactly like the type of horror movie that it just would not be my thing. It just serves no purpose, has no, no, no meaning behind it, except just to make you terrified of the creepy shit that goes on in it. So if we get enough comments from you guys, how many people will be say have to write to us to get you to, you know, do a re- us both to do a review of evil dead rise when it comes out for you to go okay, see so we'll, we'll post this on TikTok and YouTube shorts if if the video gets we'll go with we're, we're pretty small right now so i want to i want it to be reasonable if the video gets 100 comments on either of those platforms it has to be on one post 100 like, comments how about 100 views 100 <laughs> views we get on every one so uh, no exactly. not a 100 comments we get 100 comments and 100 likes uh, on on a short or a tiktok Revolving around it, yeah, and and I'll do it. Okay. So clip this, and and we'll do it. I'll, I'll watch it when it releases in theaters. I'll go with you. Okay, that'd be good. I can't wait if that happens. I can't. Believe I got to get my to hand that. ready to I jump on the back. Of I'm neck. not sitting next to you. Oh, well, I'm gonna sit far in the corner of the theater. Let's go like neck front to like not even like the we'll go neck breaker front too. No, not at all. <laughs> not going to happen. I'm just going to close my eyes for the majority of it. Oh Bring God. it your plugs. <laughs> so, so yeah, anyways. There's another trailer that came trailer. out that is revolving around horror, but not as scary. No, that one doesn't look so bad. It's not. It's kind of more horror comedy. Yeah, Nicolas Cage's uh, Dracula. That was pretty mm-hmm. interesting, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dracula's where I come from. Romy? Trans- Trans- yeah, yeah. Transylvania, yeah. yeah. Transylvania You're region born in Transylvania? Romania. No, I was born in, uh, like, south of Transylvania, but I have a lot of family in Transylvania. Do you like garlic? I love garlic. Okay. So Raw you're, and you're clean. You're yeah. clean. Yeah. 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 And I guess, I mean, there's sunlight right there. And so. I drink holy water. <laughs> is that like a thing that they have there? Or like, yeah. Holy water is holy water is like a holy water is just gold. everywhere. Yeah. yeah you, you walk into, you walk in anywhere and you have to splash yourself with holy water before you go anywhere. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Gotta love Romania. <laughs> 
That's not true, by the way. <laughs> For anyone that is gullible. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, that one looks that looks pretty good. Uh, what's it called again? Rhinefield. Rhinefield. Okay. Rain, I think it's Rhinefield. Rainfield. Basically, Rainfield. how familiar with Dracula lore? Not very. Okay, so Rhinefield is. I guess you kind of lean from the trailers. Vampires always have a familiar, which is a person or their servant that they will to take care of stuff during the daytime for them because obviously they can't be out in sunlight and help bring victims to them. So Rhinefield is in the Dracula lore is his servant. assistant, familiar, whatever you want to call it. Interesting. So I really like the line in the movie where because <laughs> he's the, the the vibe of the trailer is kind of this alcoholics anonymous kind of support group and i like the line in the movie where he, he's like oh okay so this is something pretty real we're not just dealing with narcissism here <laughs> but it's like, what funny. happens if you don't help your boss he won't grow to full power well, that's yes. a really weird way to put it but yes <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, that'll, that'll be that'll be decent. I feel like I might go see that. Yeah. Even I might still be saving money for June and July. <laughs> even though he's not in the trailer, Ben Schwartz is also supposed to be in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love Ben Schwartz. He's my favorite comedian. Really? And he plays two of my three favorite characters of all time, which are Sonic the Hedgehog and Leonardo from Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah. You got to do both. <laughs> you got to do both in one year. That's funny. That's really good. So, what else is on the topics of today? Uh, let's see. Um, last weekend, Avatar beat Top Gun in worldwide box office for the number one movie of the year. How many weeks has it been out yet? Top Gun or Avatar? Avatar. Three? Three? Well, it came out the 16th, so yeah, yeah. three. Three weeks, roughly? Uh, I and then how many weeks was Top Gun out? Since May. I'm not going to count all those weeks. <laughs> it's still out? Well, it's out on, it's out on digital and Blu-ray now. Okay, but... but how many weeks do you think it was in theaters? Oh, comparatively. Like, it was in theaters till September or October. Yeah, he left it pretty long, eh? I mean, like yeah. 12 weeks. How long do you think Avatar is going to be in theaters till? Mm, probably March, April. That's maybe. a while, eh? Well, the thing is, some theaters, small, some smaller theaters still keep like the big movies in for an extenuated period mm. of time. Especially right now, because there isn't any January, there isn't any big movies coming out. Avatar really Until hit it, like February. knocked it out of the park with when they're going when they were going to release that movie i mean they're just cleaning up at the cinemas right now however if we're just counting domestic top gun still has avatar beat but by how much well top gun for domestic which is just the united states and canada yeah uh, top gun is at 718 million mm-hmm. and avatar is at 483 million wow so like double yeah but worldwide avatar has 1.3? 1. 1. Uh, 1.5 billion. 1.5 now. Holy. And uh, Top Gun is 1.48 billion. What are the odds? What are the odds it breaks the, the, the 2.5 to 3 billion? You don't think so? Mm, oh. Uh, well, no movie has made $3 billion, so no. Uh, but two. What did, I think the, what did barely, Endgame make? Endgame made, I think, 2.7 billion. Well, that's. If Avatar is going to beat it, they're probably going to get close to three. I don't think it's going to get three. You don't think it's going to hit three? No movie has made a three. And it's the way it's going down. There's no way. You don't think so, eh? Not a chance. Not a chance. What do you think it'll if, hit? It could, you know, it could, I, I could hit two. I can see it hit two. What is the original Avatar at? Like 2.8 or 2.9. You mean Avengers Endgame hasn't hit 2.8 or 2.9 yet? 
Well, it's not in theaters anymore. Yeah, but neither is Avatar. I thought Avengers Endgame passed Avatar. It did. And then they re-released Avatar. Oh, of course they did. That's why. Okay. So Avatar is number one at the box office because of a re-release. Because of re-release. On original release, it's also still number one at the box office. What did Avatar make in original release? Okay, if we're going to do that, then I have to go to... We have to fact check, yeah. Box office mojo, if you don't have it... Soft plug. It is fantastic. Well, you can go for free, but or get it, just look it online for free. But if you have IMD Pro, you can look at more information. Anyway, uh, I'm trying to see if I can all oh, original release. There we go. Worldwide, 2.7. That's a lot. Original release with the all releases. It is 2.9 crazy and it was released at a time when 3d was just in theaters yes it was so it was the movie it was so spectacular because it was the movie for 3d so yeah no it's gonna be hard to beat would you be surprised if they don't go over two bill mm, no really i can i can see it get 1.9 you know but it'll probably get two bill okay and avengers endgame avengers endgame worldwide box office is 2.79 2.79 Actually, if you round up, 2.8. Wow. That's original release or total? All release. But there's only original release because Avengers Endgame, they haven't done a huge re-release. They did a re-release. Well, not that doesn't count as a re-release because they re-released the ending when it, in, during its original release period, so it still counts as original release. Oh, interesting. Because okay. like, if you look, see, like it's only oh, brand game. Interesting. Little loophole they did over there. Mm-hmm. So technically, it beat Avatar. No. Oh, well, for original release, yes. Yes. For original release, yes. Technically. But Avatar got dethroned by Megan, you said? Yes. Megan, or it's technically we're on the weekend of, but for Friday oh, okay. night box office, most likely, um, Megan will be the number one box office, and Avatar will be number two. And it's by a small margin. What is Megan? Let me go back to. Uh, the main or daily. no what is megan the movie oh do you know what megan the movie is no okay so it's a horror film by blumhouse of course and it's this little android girl named megan who the mom of this company that produces them uh they're testing it out for one of her daughters and megan's this like lifelike doll that's supposed to help protect her and the doll takes a little tip a little bit too far by like Killing school bullies and stuff like that. Oh, so another uh, an, another hat off to AI and and the joy that it will bring to our lives. Yes, wonderful. It's, it's actually a prequel to Terminator. Fun fact. Oh no, not really. But oh, it's, okay. Have it's you seen it? Terminator? No, Megan. No, it just came out yesterday. Oh, okay. We should go see it. No, for your birthday. No, thank you. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> The marketing for is is pretty good. Like they, they kind of like can't be that in. good because I haven't even seen it and don't know I'm what so, it is. I, so. I'm like spammed by it. Really? Oh yeah, I see ads for it all the time. Well, maybe you're into that genre. Mine knows that I don't just, like just, horror movies. Well, I just I see all movie stuff, so maybe I just pay attention to it anyway. So for Friday box office, which was yesterday, Megan got eleven point seven million dollars, mm-hmm. and uh, sorry, not Top Gun, Avatar: The Way of Water got eleven point four million. That is a really small margin. That is very, very small margin. Wow. And then the third one is Puss in Boots, The Last Witch, which is 3.3 million. Wow. Okay. Also, probably something I'll see eventually, but not in theaters. Megan? No, Puss in Boots. Oh. You're not going to go to the theater to see The Last Witch? Wish? 
The Puss in Boots? Yeah, that's what it's called. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. No, I probably won't see that in theaters. Okay. Well, I just watched Shrek 2 again recently. Shrek 2 is really good. Oh, in other news, I watched Ava- or Jurassic Park. Oh my, yeah. One of the greatest films of all time. Yeah, so finally, finally got around to seeing Jurassic Park. Uh, really, really surprised with how well the CGI and effects have aged. Uh, similar to Jaws, they just they they age really well. I think Spielberg has done a really good job of of knowing how the times will adapt and really putting his foot down to make things look realistic. And he's not. What I like about him is he doesn't necessarily focus on showing you the beast at all times he really does a good job of hyping it up hyping it up but also showing different shots where you it's you still get the same effect without seeing it you know what i mean like the t-rex foot on the ground yeah yeah the the foot the foot on the ground even my my favorite my favorite effect from it is the stomping and the ground shaking when the t-rex is walking just the ripple of the yeah, water. That that right there is just phenomenal. I think it's great cinematography because it's done in a way where you feel terrified and it also sets a precedent that anytime you hear that, you know that the T-Rex is near. Mm-hmm. Just wild. It's kind of like the same effect of the music from Jaws when you start hearing the music. You know, yeah. she's going to come up and then when you hear the thumping with the T-Rex, you know, uh-oh. Yeah, that guy's coming. Yeah. yeah. And I like how they foreshadowed the intelligence of the velociraptors there's a lot of there's a lot of quotable lines in it but overall it doesn't sound scary more like a six-foot turkey yeah (laughs) oh geez that was that was a good scene and then i love i love the whole the whole plot element of dr alan grant just hating children and then he just gets stuck with them trying to save their lives for the whole movie it's just Great, oh, yeah. great fun. Great it's humor. like when he first meets Tim, he's just, Tim is a, he's like a huge fan of his. Yeah. And it's just like, he's like, even if the kid's a huge fan of mine, I just like, leaves him like, in the car and just, just like, like closes the door. <laughs> Tim, which vehicle are you wanting to go on? The same one you are. <laughs> <laughs> great. Uh, but no, you just, you could tell that that was going to be a bad idea. And it's, uh, I, I actually thought it was really cool because I didn't even know. I knew so little about Jurassic Park. I like the original idea now of how they recreated the dinosaurs. I think that's actually, I know it's silly of me to say, but honestly something that I feel like could be realistic. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, fossilized mosquitoes that have preserved the blood perfectly. I think scientists have debunked it, but like for like a sci-fi film where you need, if your plot device is to bring dinosaurs back, that is a very convincing way Oh, 100%. Makes sense. 100%. Yeah, realistic. And I like how I like how John Hammond's cane has a mosquito in it. Mm-hmm. It's just his it's just his mark. Um but yeah, overall there was there was a lot that uh there was a lot that I liked about that movie. The the only thing I don't want to How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> wasn't really a fan of the I don't even remember his name. The chubby, nerdy... Uh, oh, Nedry. Coder. Nedry, yeah. I was not really a ah, fan of his character. say the magic word. Yeah. I just was not really a fan of that character just because he just seemed too nerdy and clumsy for what he was trying to do and to be successful. That seemed that's kind of like what he was your doing. main... Well, your problem with Back to the Future too. The nerdy character is just a little over the top for you. Yeah. It seems like it was a. It seems like it was a mark of the time. Like yeah. that was just, they just went really overboard with nerds. I just think they could have done it a little bit differently. Also, that's another criticism we both have for Amazing Spider-Man too. 
Oh, I guess. Yeah. However, I would say Max Dillon's way more over at the top than both Nedry and his father. It's true. It's true. Well, pretty close to, I guess pretty close to George from back to the future. I guess. But however, I don't know. I feel like Max Dillon had some mental issues. I guess he does go psychopathic serial killer, but so. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> clearly, but yeah, overall, really, really, really good movie. Um, you're right. Upon rethinking it, the Brachiosaurus. Well, actually, now that I think about it, George is kind of like he's nerdy and he's obsessed with Lorraine, but like Electro is obsessed with like Spider-Man. Who doesn't really, I don't know. It just felt like it's just like a step further on like the craziness. It's okay, man. It's okay. Back to the Future is still a good movie. That's the only small criticism I have about it. It's it's a good movie overall. You don't have to defend it with your life. <laughs> I got to grab my sword. Yeah. The the back to the or sorry the Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park scene though the Brachiosaurus is probably the scene that like you said uh, in the past when we spoke and has probably aged the worst, but just still like the, not the texture, bad for nineteen. Yeah, it, it just it looks like a green screen is all it is. Oh, I think I think it's more the texture of the. Oh, for me, for me, I can just, for me, it just looks like a green screen. Like that scene where they're standing on the ground and it's behind them and they're walking. Oh, that was shot real. I mean, that was shot real. Well, they put the dinosaur in, like they shot it on, they did, they weren't in front of green screen. Really? No, they, they rotated them out. I guess a different term, probably they didn't have rotoscoping back then, but they cut them out. And put the brachiosaurus behind that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it just it, it gave the thing a, is, it gave a fake vibe. Is all that was. Like, I mean, I didn't. I don't know. I, I whenever I always focus on the brachiosaurus. I don't look at what the feathering is, um, like with their arms and hair and stuff like that. I would imagine probably back then the hair rotoscoping or whatever they call it again over top of the brachiosaurus probably didn't look that good because today if you're doing green screen or rotoscoping with hair it is a huge challenge it is a pain in the butt like if i'm doing green screen and someone's got long hair i'm like oh my god <laughs> it's gonna be it's, it's a nightmare to go through and just fix. cover it all hmm. just because like the little tiny hairs right and yeah. they bleed with the green so when it gets cut out it looks weird like your head's smooth and then you're like that's weird it's it's really difficult to fix Depending how bad it is. Fair enough. But no, overall for 93, I think great, great job. Just a little quick thing. Also in like, like in Aquaman, I noticed like, cause Jason Moe has got long hair. There's some shots of the green screen. I'm like, oh, I can tell clearly that it's feathered so much that that is that really is definitely Aquaman. like modern movies. Now I don't think like, they have any, tell. to be frank, I don't think modern movies have any excuse for stuff like that. If it's, if it's bad, it's bad. And it's, and it's unfortunate. You should not be able to have an excuse for this. The thing this is, point. Well, I mean, hair though, it's, that's like one of the most like, difficult things to do. Figure it out. Have the foresight and, and, and figure it out somehow. You can do it with volume. They have, moder- they have modern technology and multi-million dollar budgets. They should not be making, putting out movies where you, no offense, but like can notice an amateur filmmaker can notice. It just doesn't make any sense. Right. I noticed in Spider-Man No Way Home, there's a little bit on the bridge with Tom Holland with his hair. That too, eh? Wow, I didn't, I didn't notice until like I saw it on the like, TV, but in theaters, I didn't really notice. But yeah, in theaters, multiple, it's hard to notice. Multiple, that stuff. multiple times viewing, you start yeah. picking up little things. No, I, f- I found rewatching Infinity War and Endgame, even you notice a lot of the CGI a little bit more aggressively when you're watching it on on a home screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we have some time. Let's talk. Let's play overrated, underrated. Oh, you're going first. I got it all queued Here up. already? Okay. So for those of you who don't know, overrated, underrated, I'm going to list a series of films in a specific genre, this case, rom-coms, 
and Dave has got to say if they're overrated, underrated, or properly rated. Now, if you don't know film, wait for the internet to pass. come for me. If I don't know the film, pass. Okay, because I mean, rom coms is so huge, and there's so many. Okay, let's go with popular rom coms. Okay, The Lost City. Oh, I've not seen that one. Ticket to Paradise. Maybe I haven't seen as many rom coms. Meet Cute that. Bros. About Fate. Any of these? No. Okay, let's go with the next list. Can you, can you just go comedies? Maybe they are comedies. Yeah, I know, but I, maybe okay. it's weird. Yeah. I'm surprised I haven't seen any of these. I swear I've seen a Mr. lot of Mr. and Mrs. Comedy. Smith. Uh, I think it's at the, I would say underrated. It's at the point now where I feel like it's, it, it I don't really know what I want to say here basically, but it's at the point where I think people have forgotten about it and I think it could make a comeback. So underrated. Groundhog Day. Properly rated. Uh, about time. How does I know that one? It's uh, Rachel McAdams. And uh, some guy with blonde hair. No, pass. Midnight in Paris. Pass. That's Owen Wilson. We had to watch that in school. It's fantastic. Damn. You could fill me, but you couldn't fill Hemingway. That's one of the best lines pass. in the movie. That's that's a little line from the movie. Oh, it's, it's not an actual movie. movie. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, never been kissed. Pass. Can't buy me love. Pass. Oh, that's so good. What's wrong with me? Um, I love you, Beth Cooper. Oh, I, Never seen it? No, I've seen it. Oh. I just like, I don't, I don't know, properly rated? Like, can't <laughs> really har- can't hardly movie. wait. Pass. She's all that. Pass? He's all that? What? <laughs> that's another. That's You're making them up now? No, no, that's not Pass. Real. How have we seen more than you have? You need to change genres. This is ridiculous. Okay, let's do wedding rom-coms. Okay. Runaway Bride. Pass. Pretty Woman. Ooh. Uh, properly rated. It's a pretty popular movie in pop culture, I feel like. Uh, my Big Fat Greek Wedding. Ooh, underrated. Put some Windex on it. <laughs> the Wedding Singer. Who's in that one? That sounds uh, familiar. Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore. I don't think I've seen that one. Okay, pass. Okay. Uh, Father of the Bride. Pass. No oh boy. Uh, meet the parents. Ooh, ooh, underrated, underrated. Wedding crashers. Properly rated. Mamma Mia. Properly rated. Ten. Pass. Okay. Uh. Always a bridesmaid. Pass. Last Christmas. Pass. Marry me. Uh, who's that with? Uh, I think that's the Jennifer Lopez Owen Wilson movie. Oh, overrated. <laughs> there, like, we got one. Did not like that one. <laughs> Love Actually. Uh, oh, geez, this is a problem. That's my girlfriend's like favorite rom-com of all time. <laughs> so you have to say properly, properly rated. rated. Properly rated. Yesterday. Ooh, underrated. 51st Dates. Properly rated. Uh, four Weddings and a Funeral. Pass. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Pass. Pitch perfect. Ooh. Okay. Properly rated. Uh, This is 40. Pass. Uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Underrated. I really like that one. That was well done. A lot of of quotable moments in that one. Uh, Knocked up. Properly rated. Uh, That awkward moment. Pass. Crazy Rich Asians. Ooh. Underrated. Love that movie. Jerry Maguire. That qualifies as rom-com, eh? Um, 
I'd say properly rated. This has got a lot of quotable moments. It's not definitely not overrated. It's a good one. Nodding, Nodding Hill. Pass. Uh, date night. I don't know. Properly rated. This means war. Pass. Okay, this isn't as fun as I thought it would be. <laughs> this is past, past. Okay, your turn. Can I can I get at least one more? Yep. Okay, let's do two more. Palm Springs. Pass. You must watch that film. Is that Adam Sandler? No, Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg, that's right. Okay. It is basically a rom-com, but with Groundhog Day. Well, I guess Groundhog Day is technically a rom-com, but it's very good. Anyway, okay. and then one more that I had. Um, Hit me. Just go with it. Oh, so underrated. There we go. It's like one of my favorites of all time. Real solid. Okay, Mitchell, your turn. Yeah. Category MCU, and I am going to throw some curveballs. Oh, sure you are. <laughs> Kicking it off with Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Underrated. Really? I don't think people, well, people crap on it too much, I think. I think that's fair. I, 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 can, I can understand that. Eternals. Uh, underrated also agreed, but I just had a com like an aggressive conversation with somebody where they were convinced that it was awful. And I don't think it's as bad as everyone thinks, but anyways, black widow. Overrated. Really? I don't, I don't think it, I mean, it's good, but I don't think it's like, okay. Great. I mean, it's properly rated captain Marvel. Hmm. Properly rated. Really? No, I guess it gets a lot of hate. There's a lot of hate, but like from like a small section of people, whereas the general consensus for like critics is pretty high. So Thor, the Dark World, properly rated. Thor, the first one, properly rated. Thor: Love and Thunder. Hmm. Probably. Well, hmm. You know, properly rated because I think it is like. Low 70, 69, okay. 68. Okay. Avengers Endgame. Properly rated. Oh, I it definitely is. thought I was going to get you with overrated on that one. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Properly rated. Shang-Chi. Mm. Thing is, it's like, they like, they kind of like the border on like properly rated. Spider-Man Far From Home. Properly rated. Um, this is Damn, boring. The fans, the fans are really good at rating these Marvel movies. Apparently, um, Captain America: Civil War. Properly rated. <laughs> Avengers: Age of Ultron. Underrated. Okay, there we go. I hit one. Um, let's see. Iron Man two. Underrated. Iron Man three. Overrated. What? <laughs> Overrated. Everyone hates that movie. Well, everyone hates Iron Man two. And Iron Man 3. Yes. Well, that's why I think okay. it's... Oh, Fair oh. enough. Captain America... Wait, wait, what did I say for Iron Man 3? I said underrated, right? You said underrated. No, you said overrated. Did I do? Yeah. Oh, I meant underrated. Overrated for Iron Man 2, underrated for Iron Man 3. Overrated Iron Man 2, I guess underrated I them, Iron Man 3. I, I got that mixed Captain up. America, Winter Soldier. Properly rated. The Incredible Hulk. Underrated. I love that movie. Okay. Captain America, The First Avenger. Underrated. People forget how good that one is. Ant-Man. Properly rated. A lot of people like that one. Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Hmm. I just want to say just a slightly underrated. Okay. I like it. And Black Panther, the original. Overrated. Ooh. Ooh. 
okay, that's it. <laughs> Mostly because I almost ran out of movies, but <laughs> um, yeah. Well, there's Spider-Man No Way Home, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, but Avengers. I know, I know how you're going to feel about those. And Spider-Man Homecoming. Probably rated the rest of the, the rest of the films. Probably. probably. That's, that's the way I was looking at it, too. Yeah. Infinity War. I think you hit, yeah, properly rated. Properly rated, do you think? Yeah. I think, yeah, you hit. Sometimes underrated with Endgame, though. Endgame overshadows a bit. I actually prefer Infinity War. Well, Endgame's the second highest grossing film of all time. How can it be under or overrated? Underrated? Anything? I thought you were going to say overrated. I really did. No, no chance. It was good. I'm not crazy. Of course, it was. It was. It was good. Any other things to discuss on the menu? No, that's it. That's that's it. Hey, I gotta watch Ghostbusters still. And I'm going to make my way through the Jurassic, Jurassic the Jurassic Park series, the Jurassic series, Jurassic universe. And then you got to watch prehistoric park. Mm. Do you know what that is? Nope. Okay. It's actually really cool. It's they, it is a fake documentary style where they have this park somewhere in Europe, I believe. And the host is Nigel Marvin. He's an actual, um, not a paleontologist, but he's like some kind of field in, Dinosaurs. No, actually animals. But anyway, it's like CGI and visual effects and all that. And basically they go back in time and capture or bring back like endangered dinosaur species and woolly mammoths and stuff like that and put them in like on this wildlife preserve, kind of like a zoo for dinosaurs, kind of like Jurassic Park, but it's more shot in a um, documentary documentary learning kind of thing. You learn about the dinosaurs and their natural habitat. And it's like, have you seen Walking with the Dinosaurs? That discovery channel doctor same kind of thing. i've seen land before time not not even close to that <laughs> but it's like this documentary style oh hey follow me as we go back in time blah 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 oh look you know it's kind of like a crocodile hunter what that kind of stuff okay but with dinosaurs and the cgi is pretty good like it's not Jurassic park quality but it's if you had to like it's guess, fun it's fun just ballpark how many movies have you seen i'm not i don't know if you just had to ballpark I don't know. Thousands. How many thousands? I don't know. <laughs> Not a clue. Two. Okay. How would I say how- numbers and you say higher or lower? Oh, cool. Also, what does it count of like, I seen like 80% of the movie. Like I might've missed the beginning or so like a chunk of it on TV. No, no, you've, like, you've sat down and watched, I would say more than, th- more than, let's go more than 70 or 80% of it. Oh, okay. So yeah. that, okay. Cause like, I think I keep missing the beginning. And not Terminator 2, no, no doubles. No double ups. What does that mean? Like you can't seeing the same movie twice doesn't count as a second time. A oh second yeah, one. Yeah, 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 I know what you mean. So, how many movies for the first time, kind of thing? I don't know. Two thousand. Oh, definitely higher than that. But I, four thousand. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Six thousand. Hmm. Let's just consider this for a second. Uh, six thousand. Six thousand hours. Okay. Divided by two, because it's really 3,000 hours per film. Why is it 3,000 hours per film? Oh, sir. Well, did I mess it up? Those 6,000 hours. Well, three. No, I don't know. Where were you going with the 6,000 hours of content? 6,000 movies. That's 12,000 hours. I meant 3,000 films for those 6,000 hours is what I was trying to say. Because movies are right. Yeah, so, okay, okay, I understand. So 3,000 movies you've seen. So that's 6,000 hours. Six thousand hours. Well, actually, it's probably, how many movies divided per by twenty four? Want to do that? How many movies do I watch a year? And then we'll just do a calculator. That's two hundred and fifty days worth of movie watching, full days, like hours one through twenty four. 
I'm just I'm I'm curious because you watch a lot know. of movies. I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure you've seen most of the movies I've ever heard of. Oh, probably name one that I haven't seen. Inception. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Well, That's I know what? obviously a few. Inception, the Rockies, the Creeds. Have you seen The Saint with Val Kilmer? Yep. Yes, I have. How good is that movie? I only seen it once on VHS. My parents have it on DVD. Yes, yeah, so my parents have it on DVD. I watched it a ton growing up. It was like one of their favorite movies. I actually think it's it's a really good movie. Even I didn't like watch rewatchable. It. Yeah, I only saw it once when I was a kid, so Yeah. So you've seen that too? Yes. Um Lawrence of Arabia, probably. Yep. Yeah, I can't see I can't see you not seeing that. I um, just saw it for the first time last year though. Oh. Interesting. So it was a recent watch, but uh, I had to sit through it with my stepdad when I was like thirteen. I, was a I like how you say instead 11, of I like how you say instead of I watched it with my stepdad, I sat with my stepdad. Yeah, because it's like a four-hour movie. It has an intermission. They literally say, "Hey, this is intermission time of the movie." Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what it was about. It's about this British officer that goes to Arabia and. Uh, Basically, he gets accustomed to their culture and basically becomes one of them. And he's the bridge of the gap between the British and the Arabians. Oh, okay. So it means well. Yeah, he tries to help the Arabians several times. Cool. And then he loses himself a little bit. Anyway, not important. Well, thanks for watching another episode of Back to the Scene. I don't know how much of the last bit will actually make it into the podcast, but... <laughs> <laughs> Just a bunch of rambling. Mitchell will edit it. <laughs> Other Yay. than that... Thank you guys for watching. This is the first episode of 2023. Um, And it's going to be an exciting year. It is. Wasn't the first was the best movies of 2022 we shot after? No, that was, we shot that, we shot that before New Year's. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. That was like January or December 30th, I think. Okay. Never mind then. Thanks for watching. This will be a fun 2023. And that is a wrap on this episode of Back to the Scene. Thanks for listening. It would mean the world to us if you left us a review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you're listening. And if you guys want to reach out for anything, whether it's questions or ideas for the show, please make sure to hit us up. We'll have the email and all our socials in the description of this podcast.